0: Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. This week we're going to be talking about a really interesting topic. We're going to be talking about a metric or a way that you can figure out if you're improving, if you're getting better generally in the game. You can use unforced errors. as other techniques. In this podcast we're going to talk about one that I think you're really going to enjoy and really going to be able to use in your game. The riff we're going to talk a little bit about competitive play getting ready for the U.S. Open uh, for next week, uh, starting on Sunday. So that's what we're going to talk about in the Riff. Stay tuned for the podcast. You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball. But how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball. Available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that you're looking to improve as a pickleball player. You think about the game, you want to get better in the game, get more confident out there, get more comfortable on the court. Question or natural question that arises is, how do I know that I've gotten better? How do I know that I'm improving? I'm heading in the right direction. Let me give you a metric that I think will help you in that overall understanding or overall feeling of whether you're getting better or not or sense of whether you're getting better or not. Um... You know, some people use like unforced errors and they track those. And there's nothing wrong technically with that. Um, You know, unforced errors can be tricky because you need to know was it an unforced error or not. And then you also need to track it, obviously. So you need to track it. And then, you know, sometimes it's contextual. You know, you can lose context in in how the error occurred. uh, Things like that. This metric will give you a better overall sense of how you're doing. And the metric is time and the way to think about it is like this uh you're you know you're playing a a team that just you know they you lose to this team all the time right so this team they're just too strong of players and you just uh, you're at a a phase in your journey or a a step in your path in your a step in the path basically or a, a phase in your journey where you're not able to beat that team yet it's happened to me in the past during my development it happens right so the question you want to ask yourself is not, can I beat them, right? Obviously, that's your ultimate objective is to be able to get out there and win that game. But if you use that as your metric, obviously, it's going to be a fail, fail, fail over and over again. And that's just not, not conducive to improvement. So instead of that, what you want to focus on is, can I extend the game? Can I make the game last longer? Even if the score is identical. So, you know, I lost last week, eleven five. I lost this week, eleven five. The, what I want to do is I want to say, okay, can I take the game from being a seven or eight minute game and convert it into a 10 or 12 minute game? And then when they get, once it gets to a 10 or 12 minute game, can I make that 10 or 12 minute game into a 15 minute game? And so on. The idea is the longer the game that you're playing, the more competitive the game is. The, mo- the more difficult it is for teams to score against each other, generally speaking, the more competitive the match is, the more evenly balanced it is. I give you a, a quick example is a, a match that I played several years ago now, probably three or four years ago now, at a tournament. It was a semifinals in the winners' bracket. So it was two out of three games to 11, and I tell the story and people don't believe it, but we, we played for one hour and 45 minutes, three games, right? So you know what does that tell you about those games is that they were they were hard fought games. You know there was scratching and clawing and biting and kicking all the way to the end, uh, and so. You know, if you can extend time or use time as a metric, right? And notice when you're extending time and when time is not being extended, that'll tell you whether you're playing better. And in particular, what's important is it'll tell you how you're playing as a return team. As a re- When you play a good return side, and if you listen to our podcast before, or you listen to our, you know, our YouTube videos, and if you're a VI Pickleball member, you definitely know this already. If you've been to any of the webinars, you know, we, we, we look at the return side as being A different game than the serve side, and not we'd look at it. It is a different game. So return side and serve side are two different things. And if you play a good return side, a good return game in pickleball, what you're doing is you're making it difficult for your opponents to score points. If you make it difficult for them to score points, you extend the game. Again, even if you lose the same score, 11-5, but it takes 12 or 15 minutes instead of seven minutes, what that tells you is you're playing better. Particularly, you're playing better on the return side of the game, which is a critical part of playing good pickleball. So next time you're out there and you want to know, okay, how am I doing? How am I playing? What's going on? Try and use time as a metric. Uh, Try and notice how long your, your matches are lasting just or games are lasting just in general. And, you know, particularly when you're out there with similar competition on the other side of the net notice if you can make the game last a little bit longer and try and try not to get off the court in seven or eight or nine minutes in, in a rec play situation. Try and extend it to 10 minutes or 12 minutes or 14 minutes. Uh, and then even in competitive play, I shouldn't say just rec play in competitive or rec play, make those matches or games last longer. The longer they last, the better you're playing, particularly in the return side. That'll tell you that you're locking that down and you're ready to move on to work on the serve side and score those points and in, in, in part of your path to overcoming that team, that seems to be the team that you cannot beat. All right, so that's, uh, that's the time metric. I think it'll help you try and apply it. Uh, in the Riff in a minute, we're going to talk about competitive versus rec play and some thoughts I have going into the U.S. Open. Stay tuned for the Riff. You've studied the pickleball videos. Maybe read a pickleball book. Taking a lesson or two. But there's just something missing. Something to complete the whole picture. That's where VI Pickleball comes in. VI Pickleball is the most immersive pickleball learning community available today. You can check out more information at wearepickleball.com. See you in the community. I'm recording this podcast on a Friday morning, I'm down in Miami visiting my family and heading over to Naples tomorrow, Saturday to meet Jill and some friends and get ready for the week. We're going to be there for the whole week. And so first matches on Monday, then Wednesday and Friday are my, my match days this week. And so, you know, the, the, I get asked questions about how to prepare for tournaments and things like that, how to prepare for these kind of situations. And generally speaking, you know, once you're this close to the event, so, you know, say a couple of weeks before the event, I mean, there's a few things you can do. In terms of tweaking things, like maybe uh, focusing, uh, you know, tweaking a strategy or tweaking a, a shot, it's really difficult. However, right before a major event, a uh, major tournament like this, or any kind of major event that you're getting ready for, to start adding or really modifying uh, shots, and it's normally a difficult time to do that because you know then you go into the tournament and you're you're a wreck. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you're improving, it, it requires you to. Um, to basically unlearn things. So you're you're taking a shot that you hit at say like a 65% efficiency rate. So you hit a 65% third shot, should say. And then you want to make it an 85% shot, but maybe the mechanics of your shot are are limiting. So you're basically having to like undo your shot and then rebuild your shot. So your shot your shot efficiency might go from 65% to, you know, 30% while you're learning the shot to get up to 85%. So, you know, doing things like that before a tournament usually is not going to be uh, productive. So usually, you know, if you're getting ready for serious competitive play, serious uh, tournament play, you know, what you want to do is you want to focus on your mindset. Uh, you want to really, you know, we, we, inside VI Pickleball, we did a whole book club study, which was really good. And I highly recommend this uh, book by Coach Peter Scales, uh, Mental and Emotional Training it says for tennis, disregard that. It's basically mental and emotional training. Compete, learn, honor is the, is the byline. But that's really the focus of the book, competing, learning, and honoring the game. And you can also listen to our podcast with Coach Pete. I think it starts at episode nine, so go back and check those out. That's a series of five podcasts, an interview we do with Coach Pete um, on the mental side of the game. So, you know, before a major event or before major, you know, whether it's a, a you know, like a round robin you're playing or a ladder league match or something like that, Focus on your head. Get your head straight. Uh, understand why you're out there. Uh, you know, and and really get yourself ready to enjoy the experience. Enjoy the, 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 the totality of the event that you're going to go participate in. You know, obviously we all want to do well. We all want to you know uh, perform well on the court. If we can get on the podium stand, that's great. But I think if we look at the podium stand as being our only metric, I think it'll skew our enjoyment of the event, and it also gets us to a situation where you know we we may approach the 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 event incorrectly from the beginning what happens if if you're meddling if if you're basically getting gold medals every time that you sign up for an event then you're playing in the wrong uh, division Uh, you know you need to be playing in a division where if you get gold that's great congratulations right but but not every not you can't get gold every time if you're in an event that is is at your level or competitive for you or, or challenging for you so what i would suggest is you know, if you think about the event in terms of podium only, then you're going to migrate towards that kind of thinking about uh, tournaments where you're going to basically uh, sign up for events that you know you can meddle in because that's the metric that will make you happy and any other metric won't. So, you know, if you think about it more, uh, maybe more holistically is the right word, you know, you'll you'll appreciate the competition more and just the challenge of it. If you meddle, you meddle. If you don't meddle, that's fine. But again, getting ready for it. Think about it that way. Get ready for the event in a, uh, in a um, holistic manner and get yourself ready to enjoy and compete, learn and honor like Coach Pete says in his book. And you'll have the fullest event that you can have or the fullest experience you can have at the tournament or competitive play. That's this week's podcast. Hope you all enjoyed it. Wish, uh, wish Jill and I and our friends and everybody at the US Open luck and fun out there this week and uh, if you enjoyed the podcast as we always say share with your friends if you liked it they probably will too be well out there